Did I interest you in a stamp? Yeah, give me a stamp. Oh. No, give me a purple one. Oh, I'm sorry we haven't any purple ones. I could uh, paint one for you. I don't want a painted one. person hasn't got any rights in this country anymore. The government even tells you what color stamps you gotta buy. Live from just me sitting here again talking about inflation. This is the award-winning stamp show here today. If you can dream it, we can collect it. This is episode number 300-something. I really need to get the number straight. Brought to you by the Southern Nevada Philatelic Research Center, a nonprofit 501c3 corporation for the advancement of philately. And this is Cash. No kittens today. I think we uh, played that one into the dirt. So, inflation is here, and it does not appear to be transitory. Congress spent $6.2 trillion, and this money is getting into the hands of the people. People didn't travel or eat out or do many outside activities over the last 18 months. Because of this, the expectation of inflation and a great deal of extra cash in people's pockets, stamp collecting has had a huge uptick over the last 18 months. Stamp sales, as we have discussed, are up 85% and prices are up about 25% with the upper end, as Albert had been talking about on the Siegel auctions, Prices on the upper-end stuff is up 50 to 100%. Now, uh, if you recall, and I'll say it again, uh, I am basing a lot of the information that I'm using off the uh, what the stamp market did between 1973 and 1982. I was not around in the 1930s. So I can't comment on that. I was a young stamp dealer in uh, 19, the 1980s. And I do remember that. I remember riding my bicycle and uh, experience, you know, going to, I was going to auctions when I was, you know, 12, 14 years old. Uh, just actually like my son Sean is today. Well, it's important to look at the past because there's no place else for us to look. We can't tell the future, but we can sort of get glimmers of it from the past. So from 1973 to 1982, stamps went up 900%. 
They then came down to 400%. This didn't happen in a bubble. There was also inflation involved. Inflation went up 230%. So in the end, after everything was done, stamps went up 400%. Inflation went up 230%. Stamps were a really good hedge against inflation. Unless you bought it at the top of the market where it was 900%, then you basically lost half of your money. So the question is, where are we on the curve? And that's why I'm doing this podcast today. First of all, let's talk about where inflation is. I fully expect inflation to hit or come really super close to 6% in the CPI, the Consumer Price Index. Now, the CPI is made up of a lot of data that is open to sort of interpretation. For those of you who had listened to the podcast when I was speaking about how much housing is in the CPI, it's very, it's difficult. And housing might be up like it is, you know, might be up 20%, but the CPI only shows about 2.5% up. Well, that's because not everybody is moving. You know, but the thing is, is that over the next five years or something, if you're an apartment person, I think that uh, apartment people move like on average every five years. Well, over the next five years, your rent is going to go up 20%. It's just not going up 20% today. It's going to do it as you move through the market and as you move and things like that. Well, there's a lot of things in the CPI like that. So I want to bring up the producer price index. And this has a personal touch because we had to deal with this here at PSE. So the producer price index is just they get how much money producers are paying for stuff. They all have to report it to the IRS and to uh, the Security and Exchange Commission and something. So these are just raw numbers. They don't ask, you know, are you spending it on electricity or are you spending it on concrete? It's just how much are you spending? And the producer price index right now, and I'm recording this in November, is a bit less than 10%. By the end of the year, I fully expect it'll hit 10%. Well, if the producer's prices are going up 10%, they have to pass it on to the customers. So if the customers are seeing 6% inflation and the producers are seeing 10%, they are going to be passing more of it on. There's like 4% more built-in inflation and 4% is a lot. Here at PSE, we had that issue. We had a person literally leave because 
they got a better offer and we couldn't match it. And we tried to match it, but we just couldn't. We tried to keep our prices and PSE has always done this. We want to be inexpensive. We want prices to be low enough where everybody will send in their expensive, valuable stuff because cheap stuff nobody cares about. You know, if, if you buy a $5 fake stamp, you know, you lost five bucks, big deal. If you buy a $300 stamp and it turns out to be fake, that's a significant loss. So we want to have our pricing to protect people from losing $300. Well, we had to finally buckle under and say, we have to raise our prices. And so we are raising our prices as of January 1st. We're basically raising the price on all our certificates by $5. So we're actually increasing our prices more than 10%. We're increasing them more like 15%. But we also hadn't increased our prices for, you know, I think like eight years. No, longer than that. Anyway, we, we, it's been a really, really long time since we've raised our prices, but we had to end up raising our prices. So this comes home, this is really close to home for us. The second thing is, is that as prices go up 10%, the, the companies have to show a profit. So if they spend 10% more money, they're going to charge the customer, let's say 11%. They're working on a 10% margin which is a fair margin. So at 11%, there's 5% more inflation out there, which is just waiting to hit. And that's if nothing else happens. And I, nobody here who's listening probably expects nothing else to happen. So the question is, where are we on this curve where stamps went from 100 percent or one hundred dollars to nine hundred dollars and then down to four hundred dollars well we're at definitely at the beginning of it because we're seeing the cpi going up the ppi the producer price index pretty much ensures that next year we're also going to have increases these increases are going to be significant like six percent is a lot of inflation so we are definitely going to have two years of a way above average inflation. The second thing that I saw, which is an indicator of where we are on the curve, is people are advertising investment services in stamps. These are in LINs. Uh, the one I'm looking at right now is in LINs, and it says uh, investment services. That is shows the beginning of the investment side of the inflation curve where people are looking at it saying, here, I have a way for you to protect yourself from inflation. It's an indicator that we are at the beginning of the uptick curve. Now, does it go up to 900%? Who knows? you're going to have to ask me in five years because it takes a long time for it to get from $100 to $900. But we are, in my opinion now, seeing inflation 
inflation guarantees in the future, and investment advertising um, at the beginning of the curve. As the investment advertising goes up and the inflation becomes more registered with the public, you're going to see stamp prices increasing far more than they have. So right now we're talking about the uptick. You know, in a couple of years, I'll be predicting when the downtick might be occurring. But right now we're on the upside. We're on the beginning of this curve. I also wanted to talk briefly about investing in stamps. Now, this investment, and, and there's a couple of them out there. I'm centering in on this one I'm not going to mention the name because, uh, you know, they may not agree with what I'm saying. But it's in Linz. It's a full page. Probably costs $1,200 or $1,400 for the full page ad. The minimum investment they're looking is for $10,000. Now, let's say that um, they want 10 people to see this ad because, you know, they're spending $1,500. If you get just one person, the ad doesn't pay for itself. But let's say you get 10 people and they give you $100,000. I do not see eBay as a way to handle $100,000 in, of investment. I don't think it's scalable. And scalability, um, for those who don't know, uh, Warren Buffett has a business partner. His name is Charlie Munger. And Buffett talks all the time about this story when uh, he first met Charlie. And uh, Charlie was talking about Warren Buffett going along and he'll see a a cigar thrown on the ground. And he'll pick it up. And it'll take a couple puffs out of it. It's still worth a couple puffs. And, of course, the analogy is the cigar is a business. So he buys the business and he gets a couple puffs out of it. And then he walks along some more and he finds another cigar discarded and he pulls it up and he takes a couple puffs. Well, the problem with puffing on discarded cigars is what Charlie Munger said is, It's not scalable. You're at the luck of finding the small cigars. What Warren Buffett then switched over to is what long-term industries can they invest in? And he's been incredibly successful, not looking for cigars, discarded cigars, but looking for full boxes of cigars that are just underpriced. Well, that's one of the things that's with this investment service is I don't see that it is scalable. We're all stamp collectors. We've all found a valuable stamp. And then you go a couple of years and you find another one. And you go a couple of years and you find another one. Well, that's not scalable. That's, that's finding those discarded cigars and getting a couple puffs. 
what this person needs to do is to make eBay sales scalable, and I don't see how it is possible at the $100,000 level. Now, me and Mark both buy, uh, buy and sell on eBay. Um, mine, I have worked on. You know, my st- strategy is it is scalable. I do not sell expensive stamps. I sell stamps that I can easily replace. I don't look for a big, huge profit. I'm looking for a couple bucks. So a couple bucks off, you know, a couple hundred stamps is several hundred dollars. You know, a couple thousand dollars, I made several thousand dollars. Um, The idea is that if I sell a famous Americans set, you know, and I make two bucks on it, which is what I do make, then, you know, if I run out, I can just replace them real quick and keep selling them for two bucks. This person can't do that. They're going to get $100,000 of investments. They can't buy 100,000 famous American sets and hope to sell them. They have to go for higher value items. And higher value items are difficult to sell on eBay. So from an investment standpoint, I do not like this investment. But I would like it if they were not centered only on eBay. Also, they're looking at a one-year turnaround time. I think a one-year turnaround time in the stamp market is far too short. It takes several years sometimes. As as Albert was talking the other day about, the days... The days of buying something in auction and then turning it around in six months and selling it for a profit are over. Too many people have information. You have to wait a year, maybe a year and a half or two years before you put it back up again because everybody knows what you paid for it. So uh, as technology increases, this sort of thing will happen. So it'll be interesting to see this one service that deals directly with eBay, uh, how it does over the next year. Of course, there's other investments. You know, the the one cent magenta is being syndicated out for investments. You know, they're they're going they're going to sell parts of the stamp. You know, you're going to be an investor in the stamp, and then they sell it, and hopefully you make money on it. You know, it'll be interesting to see how that goes. Uh, There are several philatelic services that sell investment stamps and then just give them to you. I don't like them. I think that you should be buying your own stamps and know your own stuff. Uh, But it'll be interesting. But the important point here is that we are at the beginning of seeing these investments. And that's one of the indicators that we're on the curve. Well, I will talk to you later. I'm out. We need your help. Nothing on the internet is free, including our phone and internet connections. So you can support the podcast by joining the Stamp Show Here Today Club. The cost is $10 for a lifetime membership. Please include your APS member number as we are an APS-affiliated club. Your support is greatly appreciated. Our brand new spanking address is 5965 Harrison Drive, Suite 6 in Las Vegas, Nevada, 89120. You left out the word glorious. Fabulous. <laughs> because you don't put that on the letter. Oh. Well, you could. You could, yeah. You could, yeah.
Well, kids, that's all the time we have for today. I'd like to thank Sideshow Mel, Corporal Punishment, Tina Ballerina, oh, and from Not Landing, Miss Donna Mills. Oh, she was a sport. We've had lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of fun, but now the time has come to go. If this still clown was found dead in his bed tomorrow, I'd be in heaven still doing this show. See you some other time! <laughs> you have been listening to Stamp Show here today, seeking to advance all levels of the stamp collecting hobby through news, information, and collecting advice. Visit us at stampshowheretoday.com to listen to the show, view images of the items we are talking about, and read the show notes. You can also continue the conversation on Facebook at Stamp Show Here Today and on Twitter at Stamp Show HT. If you have questions or comments about the show or have any topics you would like us to discuss, you can email us at stampshowheretoday at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and as always, keep collecting. Collecting happens when we dream together.